How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. Oh, hey, how's it going? Welcome back, friends. Welcome to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer, and today we're going to be talking about procrastination, the silent dream killer. We're going to talk about why 75% of adults, or almost 75% of adults, do it, why it's so dangerous, and we're going to dig into the three tips to overcome it starting today. And so for all of our Shit You Don't Learn in College fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of the Shit You Don't Learn in College book available now. It's going to be an absolute game changer. Check it out at sidlickbook.com, S-Y-D-L-I-C book.com, or on Amazon to get the book and some awesome bonuses now. Now let's get on with the show. All right, let's talk about procrastination. Did you know that 25% of adults consider themselves chronic procrastinators and that might be you. In fact, that number goes up significantly in uh, people who want to be entrepreneurial. Uh, and as much as 74% indicate that they procrastinate on at least a weekly basis. So 74% of adults indicate that they do in, uh, they do procrastinate on a weekly basis. Now, on top of that, uh, I'm pretty sure that you don't think procrastination is a good character trait, right? 94% of people indicate that procrastination affects their happiness significantly negatively, and even 18% so that it affects them extremely negatively to the point where it actually uh, significantly hurts their lives. Now, first of all, I want to tell you that this is not your fault, right? It's evolution's fault. So I want to give you a quick little, uh, a little history lesson into the human brain. So uh, as we know, the human brain, uh, the brain-to-body ratio in humans is uh, larger than any other animal in the world, right? This is part of the reason that we have such a high level of intelligence, such a high level of consciousness. Uh, intelligence is occasionally uh, um, debatable. I'm literally thinking about some of the stupid shit that I've done, and I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'd call myself intelligent. Uh, but you get my point. We are we are extremely intelligent and conscious compared to uh, pretty much every other animal on the planet. Now, the way that we got that way is because of the size of our brain compared to our body. Now, what we... Uh, don't realize is that our brain consumes an, an, an immense amount of energy, okay? So of our caloric intake on a daily basis, your brain consumes anywhere between 20, some science actually shows even 25 or 30% of your daily caloric energy intake. So somewhere between one-fifth to a third of your energy is spent on your brain thinking. Now, you compare this to the amount of mass that your brain takes up compared to the rest of your body, which is 2%, which means on the low side, your brain 
consumes 10 times the amount of energy as the rest of your body. And that's just the way that it performs right now. Now, if you think about this evolutionarily with such a large brain, okay, if our brain, uh, if our brain actually used its full capacity all the time, it could consume two to four times the amount of calories needed to survive. So evolutionarily, think about this, right? If you had to consume two to four times the amount of calories that you currently consume today, the likelihood of you surviving as evolutionary man or woman is probably pretty low. So what is our brain's defense mechanism to help combat the potential death that we are facing? Well, evolutionarily, you are programmed to be lazy. You are programmed not to want to think. You are programmed not to want to take action and be conscious and, and be aware. You're actually evolutionarily programmed not to do these things because it would kill you. You're think about it this way. You're actually evolutionarily programmed to Netflix and chill, right? That is actually what evolutionary you wants to do. Be lazy, not take action, not think, not be aware, not conscious. Just be numb and be mindless because evolutionarily that would actually keep you alive. It would prevent you from having to burn too many calories, okay? But now it might actually be killing you or at least killing your dreams, killing your fulfillment, okay? You're literally fighting evolution here, right? And this is why uh, in a study uh, around procrastination, 64% of people that consider themselves procrastinators, procrastinators indicate that no matter how much they try, they can't stop putting things off. But I want to let you know that you can change. I'm going to show you how to change. Anybody can change um, because you can actually change your brain. You can change who you are. You can change how you act. But the first step is becoming aware right? We just need to now start to build some good habits so that you can beat it for good. So I'm going to run through the three kind of four uh, habits that'll really help you or decisions that'll really help you stop procrastinating immediately. So the first thing, if you consider yourself a procrastinator, uh, or even if you don't, this is a really easy, uh, easy way to get past it, right? Because I think there's a lot of people out there that don't necessarily consider themselves a procrastinator, but find themselves procrastinating every now and then. I, for one, am one of those. I don't consider myself a chronic procrastinator, but I will tell you right now, there are definitely times when I procrastinate and I put things off because I don't want to do them, even though I know how important they are, even though I know how much they will change my life. Um, so there's a handful of things that can shift that immediately so you can get into being uh, in the habit of action taking and getting shit done. So uh, the first thing that I always do to prevent procrastination is number one, I get rid of the excuses, right? So first, put a clear plan into place so that you're clear. In that same study, it was found that 40% of people blame overwhelm or the lack of clarity as the issue for procrastinating. If we feel that we don't have a clear plan of action, it's one of the easiest ways for us to go, oh, I just don't know what to do, so we don't do anything, right? So if we can overcome the simple lack of clarity, that will immediately get rid of a bunch of roadblocks for us to move forward. We talk about this in the book and shit you don't learn in college. The first step is always to get clear on where you want to go, what it looks like, and the first couple of steps so you can start moving forward. Now, we're never going to have 100% clarity when we're first starting, but if you can have clarity around the first couple of steps, that's all you really need to take. Now, number two, in terms of getting rid of excuses, is to cut out distractions, okay? This is a lot easier said than done, but in that same study, 48% of uh, a subject said that they are easily distracted and that's why they procrastinate. Now, I don't know if you've noticed this, uh, this thing around the world going on called social media, right? Uh, Facebook recently said that they hired, it was something like 410 
engineers from MIT, specifically with the intent of creating uh, Instagram and Facebook into uh, basically keeping you on the platform, making it more addictive to you than wanting to go get shit done that'll actually help you be more fulfilled, be happier, make more money, have have better relationships, all of those things. So social media is like, I want you to think about this. Are you smarter than 410 MIT engineers? Because I'm not, right? You might be incredibly smart, but I am not smarter than 410 MIT engineers all combined with the single goal of trying to make me more addicted to their platform, right? So you're never going to win. So a couple of things that I do around social media, number one, I set limitations for how long I can use it in the day. I don't know if you have that setting on your iPhone or if you have an Android on your Android, but you can set the amount of time that you spend on Instagram or Facebook in a day. And I limit myself to 45 minutes, less than an hour. Now, the average person procrastinates with social media 2.5 hours a day. Now, I've gotten to the point in my business where I've actually gone stints without my password to my Instagram because I know how distracting it is. And I basically let my team run it. Now, most people aren't at that point where they can just let their team run their Instagram or social media. Um, So I've gotten back in there to work on how can I create good habits around this, right? But one of the first things that I do is I limit myself to 45 minutes per day. The other thing that I've done in the past uh, is I've actually had accountability partners uh, basically that go on social media. And if they see that I have liked or commented or posted anything outside of, I normally have two windows that I'm allowed to look at social media, um, you know, something like uh, like 8 a.m. Uh, or sorry, 7 a.m., uh, 7 to 7.30 a.m. and 7 to 7.30 p.m. are my two windows, right? And if I look at social media outside of those windows, comment uh, comment or post or anything like that, and my accountability partner sees, I'll actually have to pay them 100 bucks. So there's different ways that you can, you can learn to cut out distractions, but one of the best things that you can do is literally get rid of the distraction, right? You can, you can, uh, you can set timers on your phone so that they turn it off, or you can set locks on your phone. Uh, there's apps for that that'll literally prevent you from going on social media outside of certain hours. But it's not just social media, right? It's distractions like, uh, we see this all the time with a lot of our clients when it comes to building, uh, you know, building coaching businesses. So let's say you're a a stay-at-home mom and you've got, uh, you know, I've got a couple of kids to take care of. Well, it's a lot easier to do the laundry and take care of your kids than get out of your comfort zone and start working on the business, right? And that can actually be a distraction. You feel like you're getting stuff done, but you're not. You're busy, but you're not productive. So we really got to work on getting rid of the excuses to prevent us from doing the things that uh, that get in the way of, of us actually accomplishing something. So number one, we got to get rid of the excuses. Uh, get a clear plan in place. Get rid of distractions. Set aside time to get shit done. And don't take no for an answer. That's number one. Number two, and this might be the most important thing that you will ever learn, is the best way to overcome procrastination, just take the first step. No matter how small, no matter how meaningless, no matter how afraid you are, no matter how unclear you are, even if you don't have clarity around where you're going, if you just take the first step, there's there's a chemical response that goes on in your brain that changes absolutely everything. The first step is always the hardest, but the longer you stand still, the deeper your roots grow. And as soon as you start moving, those roots can no longer grow and it starts to become easier to take the second step, the third step, the fourth step. So what ends up happening the first time you just take a step, any step, right? There's a a chemical response that goes on in your brain. It's the perfect combination of dopamine and norepinephrine, which creates the feeling of motivation. It's literally liquid motivation that's going on in your brain. And the only way that it can actually be released is by taking 
action, by doing something, right? So a lot of people think, oh, I need to be motivated. Oh, I need to be inspired to overcome procrastination. And the reality is, right, you don't need to be motivated to act. You actually need to act to build motivation. So whenever I'm feeling a lack of motivation, the, the first thing that I do is I just do something, anything. Maybe I just do some push-ups. Maybe I do some squats. Maybe I grab my phone and take a video because that scares me. I'm an introvert. Most people don't realize that. I'm an introvert. So grabbing my phone and filming a video actually gets me out of my comfort zone. And when I'm done, I feel lit up. Think about it, right? The last time you did something hard, how'd you feel afterwards? You felt great. You felt amazing. You felt like you wanted to go accomplish more things, okay? Now, in that study, 50% of procrastinators indicated that procrastination is due to tax aversion or tiredness. Task, not tax. Task aversion or tiredness. Basically, uh, you know, this whole idea that whatever task they're going to do is boring and unpleasant uh, or they're tired and they don't want to do anything. Well, we already talked about the tiredness and the laziness, right? That's literally an evolutionary response. But the task aversion, here's the deal that I want to explain, okay? I need you to realize that if we want what others don't have, we have to be willing to do what others aren't willing to do. Life is hard, period, end of statement. Life is going to be hard. Being broke and unhappy and unfulfilled is hard. So is working hard to be wealthy and happy and fulfilled. So you get to pick which hard you really want. Are you gonna pick the hard work that allows you to be happy and fulfilled and in great relationships and wealthy? Or are you gonna pick lazy, which leads you to being broke and unhappy and unfulfilled? Because that's hard too, right? Personally, I'm gonna choose to work hard and get out of my comfort zone and take action so that I can be happy and fulfilled. But that's your choice. Now, how do you make this happen? Number one, like I mentioned, whenever, whenever you're feeling down, you gotta make sure to just to get up and get into action. So um, one of the best things, one of the best habits that I've ever built is what I call swallowing the big slimy frog. This is something uh, that I do first thing in the morning. Now, for anybody who's listening to this that hasn't heard of swallowing the big slimy frog, you're like, Xander, what the hell are you about to talk about? And I promise it's gonna be worth the listen. For everybody else who knows about it, you're like, okay, I love this, right? So the big slimy frog, imagine, imagine that every single day you had to swallow a big slimy frog. It was on your list of to-dos and there were five things on your list of to-dos, but the big slimy frog was by far the worst. You had to swallow this big slimy frog, right? Now, if you start to go through your to-do list and throughout the day, what, what do most people do? Well, they put their big slimy frog last. They put the, the worst, the scariest, the grossest, the hardest thing, the most boring thing, the most unpleasant thing last. This is task aversion. We put off the hard tasks, right? And this is what 50% of procrastinators said is the reason that they procrastinate. We put off the hardest task. So if you create the habit of putting off the hard task, how does your day feel all day? You're dreading that task. You're feeling shitty. You're, you're, oh my God, I can't believe I have to do this later. So the whole day you're feeling down, you're feeling negative. You're, you're, you're just, you can't like even think about it. So you're just dreading the entire day. By the end of the day, you're tired, right? And by the end of the day, you're tired. So you go, oh man, I'm too tired to do this big slimy frog. This is literally the definition of procrastination. You've now put off the big slimy frog and you go, oh, I'm too tired. I'm not going to do it today. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow, right? And you're just breaking agreements. You're not accomplishing anything. And that big slimy frog might actually be the most important thing for you to do. It might be the thing that brings you the most money, the most wealth, the most fulfillment. It might fix one of your broken relationships, but you're dreading it, right? Now, what happens if instead of putting that big slimy frog off, you did it first thing? What if it was the thing that you did first thing before anything else, before all the other easy things, you said, I'm going to swallow the big slimy frog. Is it going to suck? Yeah, it's going to fucking suck. <laughs> There's no way around it. 
But what happens once you've swallowed the big slimy frog? You make it the habit of every morning doing the worst thing, the, the most boring thing, the hardest thing, getting that done first. How do you feel afterwards? You feel amazing. You get that hit of dopamine and norepinephrine in your brain. You have, a, you have a drug cabinet in your brain that you're not tapping into. Right? You get that hit of norepinephrine and dopamine. You get motivation for the rest of the day. Now, every other task is easy for you. And you run through the other four tasks with ease and you get them all done within like half a day. So now you've got free time to go do fun shit. All because you swallowed the big slimy frog first. If you make it a habit of doing the hardest thing, first thing in the day, I promise you, procrastination will never beat you. Okay? Now that you're aware of these things, we need to make sure that you break the habit because action will only take you so far. The reality is action will get you to take the first step. Habits will get you to cross the finish line. So anytime you feel procrastination, just do one small thing to pick up your energy. I want you to think of something right now that you know you need to do. And if you're, hopefully you're not driving a car or running on a treadmill because you're not gonna be able to write this down. But if you are, make a mental note of that one thing that you need to do. And as soon as you're done driving, as soon as you're done on the treadmill, do that. Do that one thing that you're not looking forward to. Do that hard thing. Mel Robbins, uh, Mel Robbins has a quote. She says, um, you know, if we allow ourselves more than five seconds to think about something, our brain will kill the idea of doing it. So if you want to start accomplishing things in your life, Use the five-second rule. It's something that I use to learn how to get out of bed at four in the morning, even though I didn't want to, even though I didn't want to, right? I count down from five to one, and on one, I just do whatever the thing is that I said I'm gonna do. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Get off the couch, go research how you're gonna launch your business. Or for me, when I was waking up at four in the morning, I'd wake up and I'd be tired and groggy, and, oh, I don't wanna wake up in the morning. And then I'd hear this tiny little voice in the back of my head that said, five, four, three, two, one one, boom, and I get out of bed. By the time I'm up, my eyes are open, I can't go lie back down, so now I'm out of bed, right? The five-second rule can be so incredibly powerful. Anytime you feel procrastination coming on, count down backwards from five, and as soon as you hit one, just go do the thing. Just start moving, because if you start moving, that dopamine, that norepinephrine, the energy will start to flow. You'll feel better after you finish it, and you'll want to go accomplish more. This is how you make a habit. You just do it over and over and over again. It's not easy in the beginning, but the beautiful thing about habits, everybody thinks building good habits is tough, but the truth is building, building good habits is actually only tough for a short amount of time, right? Once the habit's built, it's actually harder to stop doing it. I couldn't stop being an action taker and a non-procrastinator anymore because I've built the habit of just getting into action. So it's time to get moving. That's all we have for today's show. Don't forget that knowledge without action yields nothing. So make sure you implement what you've learned here with us. And for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of Shit You Don't Learn in College available now. Uh, check it out, S-Y-D-L-I-C book.com or on Amazon to get the book with some awesome bonuses now. And I'll see you in there. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton.